into the Real Collective Podcast. I'm Brendan McKeegan, and I just had a vasectomy. With me, as always, is Sean Tasse. <laughs> I, I did not have a vasectomy. No, no, but I did. Uh, Sean, how are you, my friend? <laughs> Better than you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. We've got uh, my my longtime friend, Luis, who I randomly bumped into uh, at the store, and uh, he's 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 here to, to tell us some amazing things about... Uh, property taxes i'm i'm good man the weather is nice like it's we're gonna have like this unbelievable november um you know halloween's over just way too many candies in our house it's all good <laughs> feel that there's a little diabetes drawer upstairs that we gotta get rid of <laughs> yeah exactly no thank you um, do it. yeah so i, I i'm I'm, uh, I'm i'm excited to have this conversation because there's some Neat stuff uh, that we're going to talk about today that um, most people, I don't think, would necessarily know the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't. Uh, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not. Uh, I'm not the taxes type. Get out of here! What? That's why I have an accountant. Everybody. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about nuts and bolts and how you're not that kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the ball game. Uh, it's over, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, uh, anyway, I haven't taken any painkillers. It was a smooth, easy process. Uh, so sidebar, if anyone is worried about getting a vasectomy, don't, because it happened yesterday. And uh, I slept for the longest I've ever slept in my life. And that could have been because of that, but it also could have been because I haven't slept since I've had children. So that that's uh, <laughs> a good excuse, but I'm back at it. And uh, we have Luis Vasquez on. Uh, so why don't we uh, why don't we jump into it? We're going to talk about some property taxes, um, how people can go about calculating them, uh, what they can expect, different types, like when you're at waterfront, all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, Sean, I know that uh, you guys actually went to school together, so I'm going to leave it to you to uh, choose where we start today. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll throw it to you, Luis. I'll let you introduce yourself to everybody. Give a bit of background of uh, who you are, what you do. Um, you know where sort of what what's happened in the last 20 years of your life since you graduated from since we got our our our, our, our degrees here together sure well well thank you for having me um so to tell you a bit about myself uh my name is luis vasquez i practice i'm a lawyer and i practice uh immigration law wills and estates and real estate law and i've been practicing since uh 2010 I decided to go on my own. So it's been a while. And um, it, so Sean and I went to school. We did our undergrad together in philosophy. And so, you know, from time to time, we'd bump into each other on campus and we'd have deep conversations uh, about all the important things. But more importantly, I, uh, Brendan, you weren't kidding. You did have a vasectomy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about literally 24 hours ago from when we recorded this podcast. You At this very everybody. minute. You do like your energy levels are beyond what I would expect from somebody who got it. I've heard that it's quite painful. And no, it's a laser now. It's it's not painful at all. Like they just go in and the worst part is uh, when they have to do the, the freezing because they just like it's going to feel like an elastic. So when someone holds an elastic to your back and goes, heck, uh, that's how they kind of do the freezing. Uh, not with an elastic. I'm sure it's much more medically advanced than that. But uh no, it was like a couple, uh, like two or three places where they administer the freezing. And that, that to date has been the most painful part. So otherwise, 
When you say administer, do you mean they give you shots on your arm and your legs? Yep. Good, good, good. <laughs> Definitely not on uh, where they're going to be doing the work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but like, honestly, like it, it wasn't that bad. And like I said, I literally went to bed yesterday. Uh, I don't even know if I mentioned this. I went to bed yesterday when I got home at 1130 uh, a.m. And I woke up today at 730 a.m. Oh, yeah. So I was backlogged on sleep and um, didn't need anything. Like I never woke up in pain throughout, yeah. that, throughout the entire thing. I woke up, went to the bathroom, had some water, that kind of stuff. But yeah. But no, no pain. Just good, man. Just good. I, I need I need vasectomies then. My sleep is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you can't sleep, highly recommend getting a vasectomy. <laughs> just, get, yeah, just keep getting them going. Just do, uh, just do one at a time. Just do once a week. Uh, All right, yeah. guys. Well, <clears throat> so I uh Sean and I bumped into each other after a few years of not seeing each other because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were chatting and, and he invited me onto the show and I was very happy to come on and I was very um, honored. Uh, and so he asked me, hey, Luis, pick a, a topic in, in real estate law that, that you think is, is useful. So I told him, look, I, I'm thinking property tax arrears, is that relevant? And I really enjoyed Sean's response. Uh, he said something to the effect of, it isn't until it is. And that's why I'm here today. Because at some point for home buyers, uh, they will likely, doesn't happen often, but it does happen. They'll, they'll, they'll encounter a situation in the context of a residential purchase where they, you know, a few months after the purchase is closed, they'll look in the mail. And they'll see that there's a notice from the city of Ottawa uh, or from their municipality, depending on where they live in Ontario, uh, saying, hey, you owe money for water or you have uh, tax arrears for two years. And so then the question becomes, what do you do? And uh, so today I, I wanted to talk to you about, well, what are property taxes exactly? How are they calculated so that you have an understanding about what they are? I also wanted to talk about, okay, how do you pay them so that you don't end up in a situation where if you sell your property, somebody's going to come knocking at your door months after the sale closes asking for money. And I also wanted to talk about, well, what if you can't pay your property taxes? Is there relief for a homeowner? And the answer is in limited cases, there there is relief. And then the last thing is, if you're a buyer, and once you purchase the property, you discover that property or water account arrears are, 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 uh, are under your name. What should you do? What are the steps you need to take? As I was telling you guys earlier, this is an incredibly dry subject. So please, if you want to throw in puns or make fun of how dry it is, I invite you. Okay, so interject whenever, whenever you want. I understand the rhythm of this show is, uh, is upbeat. And uh, if you want to sleep, continue listening to what I'm about to say. So please, I, I depend, Sean, on you and on you, Brendan, to, to keep me in line. Brendan, Brendan's all slept out. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, no, Brendan. This is scary. I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. I'm ready for this. I'm, I'm, 
I just went through this. I bought a new build, uh, so they haven't they didn't assess the property taxes, and then they finally got it to us. So this is uh, helpful for anybody that uh, did buy a new build. Very good. So I'll try to address that in the second part because yeah. the situation you're in, and since there are so many new builds, is um, can be a bit confusing. But let's start from the beginning. What are property taxes? And uh, I have the answer. I think Sean. Yes. Okay, good. Oh, we'll do a quick Q&A. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> right, so proper tax, the, the, the taxes that you pay uh, um, on your property, they're assessed by MPAC. Um, they also include uh, your school taxes. So you get to choose what, uh, what school uh, board you want to pay your taxes to. Um, and so it includes the, the value of your home, the value of your land, and the appropriate school board uh, that you'd like to pay. Uh, they're assessed at a percentage of the overall assessed value of your property. And that they're typically paid, uh, you're sent two bills. It's broken down half and half uh, throughout the year. Amazing. That's that's uh, that's half my presentation. Oh, I'm so relieved. <laughs> so smooth. Oh, my God. I have, so let's talk a bit about that. So there are two components to to the property taxes. As you mentioned, Sean, there's a school component, which I think you described perfectly. And there's a municipal portion. And that municipal portion corresponds to what are the expenses that municipality has to make in order to provide the services that they do? To your area. And so that will differ from municipality to municipality in Ontario. So every municipality has its own list of priorities and, and they will have, I, I suppose, a different percentage on um, uh, that they use in order to calculate it. Now, the key thing here is um, how is the value of the property assessed by this MPAC. So MPAC, just to give you a background, is the Municipal Property Assessment Corporation. It's a not-for-profit organization that's funded by the province of Ontario and municipalities. And so they have 200, believe it or not, 200 variables or, or 200 um, uh, items that determine how they value your property. But really, five major factors account for 85% of the value. And so what are those five factors? One is location, the dimensions of your lot, the living area, the age of the property, and that's adjusted for with any major renovations or additions. And finally, the quality of the construction. So as you can imagine, I mean, these sound like pretty abstract principles. Well, some are, are pretty objective, they're practical, so, such as the, 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 the living area, the location, lot dimensions. Um, but then we get into, you know, age of the property and major renovations. How do you adjust for that? Or the quality of the construction, how do you adjust for that? In any event, they do that. They're the ones responsible for doing that for every property. And they do it every five years. Though as of 2020, this is just some fun background information for, for those uh, property tax heads, um, they've stuck to the values used as of January 1st, 2016. For the last two years, 21 and 22, there have been no asset property assessments done. 
Sean. But Luis, the value of properties has gone up drastically since 2016. So are we all about to get a rude awakening in terms of what our property tax bill is going to be moving forward? Great question, Sean. I, uh, I don't like delivering uh, bad news, so I'm going to hand it over to Brendan. Brendan, your thoughts? Well, I, uh, as someone who just ordered his property taxes merchandise, uh, I'm very excited for my T-shirt and hat to come in. So I'm really excited to see what we can do. Uh, you know, I think we've got a great group of guys, and uh, I think if we take it one tax at a time, um, I think we're all going to come out uh, better off for it. Back to you. Amazing. Amazing. That's that's those are my sentiments exactly, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, though I, I do believe that as you mentioned, um the 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 bubble that we were in during the pandemic where we saw a dramatic increase in prices will certainly have an impact because um MCAP looks at the actual value that properties around your property were sold. And so on the one hand, that's great if you want to sell. On the other hand, it's not so good because it'll affect what the value that MCAP gives to your property is. So um, the next item I wanted to talk about is, okay, so now we know what property taxes are, uh, how they're calculated and what they're for. Um, The second part is, well, look, how, how do we avoid getting into problems of arrears? And, um, and, and so the simple answer, the, the banal answer, and I hate saying this, is, well, there are different ways that you can pay your taxes. And, uh, you know, you can do it online um, with a credit card or a debit card. There is a fee of $1.99 that applies. Oh. Person, you can go in and, and interact with other human, other human beings um what else you got (laughs) (laughs) that's right um uh, you can do it through a financial institution and finally there are a lot of lenders who insist who insist that they pay for them and so in that case uh the the lender will will take care of the property taxes they'll get you to sign something called a pre-authorized debit form and another form um, that allows them to withdraw money from or to take money from your account and put it towards um, property taxes. Now, the reason they do that, and this is an important part, is that the lender knows that if a homeowner doesn't pay property taxes, those property taxes are either stuck with the property they, 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 they can become um, a, uh, it's, not, it's not a lien, but the, 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 the municipality has the power to, um, uh, to place an interest on the property equivalent to the arrears owed. And unless they're paid, then those arrears remain with the property. So there's a difference here that I wanted to make. There's a distinction between, let's say, utilities, where the um, the debt is in the name of the account holder, and once the account holder sells the property, that debt carries with the account holder, versus water arrears 
and tax arrears, those stick with the property itself. And so... So do they, do those arrears, uh, what position are they in? Are they in, they fall into second position after the first mortgage or third position if there's a second mortgage on the property? Great know? question. So, so it would be, the mortgage would be in first priority. Um, and, and then, however, uh, property taxes are so, what would the word be, potent, that if they're large enough, the municipality can, can try and sell the property in order to recoup the the value, that's that's, so, that's, a, that's a great word you use, Luis. I think I think it might be a bit of a trigger word for Brendan, though. <laughs> recoup, potent. Ah, Sean, I saw the look in your eye. I don't think people can see this since it's a podcast. But you had as soon as I said potent, I looked at your face and it just lit up all of a sudden, and then you were waiting. <clears throat> Like a kid in Halloween. I couldn't wait any longer. Yeah, you know what's going to be potent after getting a vasectomy is my bank account. Uh, <laughs> at least more than it would with three or four instead of two. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So I'm in, I'm in a good spot, which is this chair with an ice pack. There's an ice pack. Oh, yeah. Every, uh, you're supposed to wear it for 10 and off for 20. So... Through the magic of television, I'll take it off on the break. Uh, <laughs> this is a lot more insight into my vasectomy than <laughs> what the property taxes are. We're like doing a half and half show. I'm uh, very happy for all of us here. It should focus completely on the vasectomy. I'm not going to yeah. yeah, that'll be the second half. Perfect. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I have questions, that's for sure. Great. Um, but so those are, the, those are the ways that you pay property taxes. Um, now, what happens if you can't pay property taxes? What if you're elderly or you have an illness? Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no, I, I've, got, I've got a bunch of questions. I wonder if we should save uh, this part for the second half. Uh, sure. as well as a couple of questions that I've got. I've got uh, questions about uh, whether or not it's seen on the title search and then questions about tax sales. But we can get into that in, 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 the, second, in the second bit. Yeah, you're on a roll. I didn't want to interrupt, but I think it's a good time for a break. So we'll listen to a word from our sponsors. And if you are having a good time, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on the YouTubes, Spotify's, and the Apple Podcasts. Uh, so we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Luis Vasquez. This episode of The Real Collective Podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best-in-class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients, including first-time buyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the Real Collective podcast. And uh, besides other things getting cut out, there's a few things I forgot to uh, to do, and I cut them out, too. So uh, I vasectomy the fact that we have Calendly links below where you can... Uh, Click on the links and have an appointment with Sean or I for any of your real estate needs or if you want to go over what you heard today uh, or if you just want to talk to us about the uh, latest season of Game of Thrones. Uh, 
I haven't seen it. So if you just want to vent, I'm here for you. So getting into the second half, uh, there's some things that we were going to ask Louise and uh, get into that. So why don't we begin? Sean, you uh, you had a nice little list going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know me, I'm always taking notes and wanting to know more things. So, um, you know, if, if, if a prop, if, if taxes aren't paid on a property, is that not picked up during the process of, of the title search or, or, you know, if, if the water or taxes are in, in arrears, do we not know that before closing typically? It's a great question. So, um, it, when I'm, um, retained by, by a, a home purchaser, a residential home purchaser, um, one of the due diligences that I have to do is, is a series of searches. So there's a title search, um, but there's also a request for a tax certificate. It costs us 73 bucks. We do it online, um, though you can do it in writing and send it in by fax or by email. And, um, and it reveals a history of the property taxes as they relate to that, to that property. So if there are arrears owing, that's how we normally um, discover the amount due. Now, this is important because we can then approach the vendor's lawyer uh, through a requisition and with the, the, a copy of the tax certificate explaining to them, hey, look, this needs to be paid from the um, purchase proceeds. So part of that should be tagged and set aside in order to pay these, these property taxes. Simultaneously, the vendor's lawyer would also discover these arrears. Normally, they should discover these arrears by talking to their client and saying, hey, are there any tax arrears? And generally, would say, they would say yes. The, the vendor's lawyer would also should also demand that, the, uh, that their, their client, the seller, provide them with a recent tax bill. Um, and so there, there are two lines of defense against um, these arrears. Sometimes, though, things happen and, and, and things slip through the cracks. And, and so later on today, I'm going to discuss what you do when, that situ when you're in that situation where there are arrears and nobody noticed. And now the, um, the, the, the owner gets a bill for $10,000 for arrears and property tax loans. Um, so does that answer your question, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um, any other questions? Yeah, there are more, um, uh, and and I'll 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 let you get into the bit about uh, how how um, uh, own, homeowners can get some some uh, some relief with regards to their uh, to their to, to their tax bill because there's, there's some neat things that people might not know about there. Yeah, so um, I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. And to be honest with you, you know, during my my ten years, no, twelve years, God, where's the time gone? During the twelve years of practicing law, I haven't had one client ask me about this. So it's not something that comes up, and I think it's because people aren't aware that these relief programs exist. I should caveat that and say um, they they apply in very limited circumstances. So um, maybe you find yourself in a situation where property taxes are, are too cumbersome. You know, the paycheck doesn't stretch enough to pay them. There are some alternatives for certain individuals. There, you could make a request for a tax adjustment 
there are also rebates that exists and there are deferrals. So in the context of the city of Ottawa, and I'm sure every municipality has their own um, uh, set of uh, relief mechanisms. Um, the Municipal Act uh, allows for certain relief. So for example, tax adjustments, you would pay less taxes if there's a change of tax class. And so if your land becomes vacant um, or something they call, or if you have excess land, um, if, there, if, you're, if a building on the land was raised or damaged by fire or demolition, these are factors that will that impact the, the property taxes that you have to pay. So that's the starting point. And that applies for anyone, anyone who owns a property. If there's a change of tax class um, as a result of a change event, then you might be eligible to pay less taxes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Perfect. So um, other examples or other relief exists for individuals who can't pay taxes because of sickness or extreme poverty. So let's say you're a homeowner, you just lost your job. Um, you know, your partner, if you have a lot, loses their job as well. In that situation, if you can collect the evidence necessary to demonstrate, look, we're out of work, um, then that would be another circumstance where tax relief um, may be possible. Um, or if there's an error in the calculation of taxes to your property. So if there, you were overcharged due to it, what they call a gross or manifest error um, that is clerical or factual in nature, then you can go to the municipality and tell them, hey, look, I've overpaid. Um, and of course, in order to demonstrate any of these things, you need documentation. Um, now, the city of Ottawa also offers two deferral programs. So that doesn't mean that the taxes are canceled. It just means that they're deferred to a later date for low-income seniors and low-income people with disabilities. There's a provincial level of tax relief. Again, for seniors, it's called the Senior Homeowners Property Tax Grant. So this is a, a, a grant that the province provides, and it helps low to moderate income seniors uh, with the cost of property taxes. And the second item is the Ontario Energy and Property Tax Credit. In order to um, qualify for that, though, you must apply for the Ontario Trillium Benefit by filing your personal income tax and completing the what's called the on-ben application form. So those are the, the various areas of relief. That's uh, very, very dry and unexciting. Um, I, I, would, I would say uh, that I have heard about people um, moving into a new home, and especially as the market um, is, is, is on a downward swing, thankfully, we're all paying taxes that were assessed in 2016. So our, our assessed values are, are certainly a lot lower um, than than. than then they, then they will be moving forward. But if they're going to assess our tax values on the peak market and the market's come down a little bit since then, there might be an opportunity when we get assessed to 
to to require or to ask for a reassessment. And we've done that with some clients in the past um, and and, and help them say like, look, you're charging based on a property value of of 800,000. We just bought this place for 600. So it doesn't, it doesn't equate. So please reduce our taxes. So there's, there's an opportunity there for sure. Um, the, The other, I think the other piece that I wanted to jump into is if you are a buyer and somehow, some way this falls through the cracks and you wind up with this $10,000 bill in your mailbox from unpaid property taxes and, you know, and, and water and sewer bill, what do you do? Great question. And so the, the, I guess we, we can, I can end at least the, the boring part of my, my, uh, of my presentation here. I have a, an example to give. I had a, a client who sold their property. And uh, unbeknownst to me, there was a tax certificate that demonstrated arrears in the amount of, I'm just opening up the file right now. As soon as I saw it, I, uh, I started, literally started crying for, for them. Um, but it, it's a total of $68,571. That's how much they owed in property taxes. Generally, oh. generally, after three years, the municipality will notice. They'll say, hey, wait a minute, they haven't paid property taxes. And, um, but in this case, I'm not sure how it happened. There, there, was, there were arrears in that amount. Municipality has a sale of power of sale of properties with unpaid uh, taxes. Um, and, uh, but in any event, in this case, we did catch it because we did search and, and we were able to uh, put some of the, the, the sale proceeds towards the, the arrears. But let's say you don't catch it and you're a new homeowner and in two months you get a bill for uh, $68,571. What do you do? Um, so here's here's what you should do. Um, Burn your house down and change your property tax class. And your name. And your name. And the insurance. We'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll do lightning round. Brandon, what would you do? This is actually me. The house. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, what would you do? Uh, burn, burn, burn it all down. Collect all the insurance money and uh, and 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 run away, and run change away. change change the tax class so that it now is vacant land and I'm paying tax on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Okay, Sean, you, you're you're the clear winner. Sorry, Brendan. The no. was excellent, but I feel like Sean's plan was a long term plan. Do we have to blast a disclaimer on uh, on this that people know we're being sarcastic? <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> don't burn but the podcast down. told me to. <laughs> and don't burn your house down and collect insurance yeah. ever. That's not. Well, so what you should do is you contact your lawyer and calmly explain to him, I have a bill in my hand for $68,000. And you try to keep your hand from him hearing your hand shaking with rage. So yeah. what will happen then is that the, your lawyer um, the buyer's lawyer will contact the vendor's lawyer and calmly tell him, hey, by the way, there's $68,000 in tax arrears owing. Please ask your client to write us a check so that we can pay it. In the meantime, while you wait to hear back from the vendor's lawyer, 
if the buyer has $68,000 kicking around, he should pay that amount right away in order to stop interest because interest does accrue on that amount. Um, now, best case scenario, the vendor's lawyer reaches out and says, hey, can you give me the spelling of your client? We're gonna send out a check, no problem. For an amount that big, you don't want a check, you want a bank draft in, in guaranteed funds. Worst case scenario, and this is where title insurance comes in. Remember, property taxes stick with the property. They don't stick with the owners. They don't. It's not like a, an account with Enbridge where the it's the, the owner's name that 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 absorbs that debt. In this case, it's the property itself. Whoever's the owner assumes that debt, yeah. which is like being in the dating world. You're out there. You're dating. You're going to assume the baggage and, and vice versa of the person you end up dating. Same thing. And so. Um, Sorry, when you said baggage, that's a bit of a trigger word for me. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I, I will be more, uh, yeah, more observant. But luckily, title insurance, which, you know, 99% of all properties have, and which is demanded, and which you should insist to obtain if your lender isn't already asking you to, title insurance will pay for those arrears in case the vendors, the vendor cannot. And so if the vendor can, then this issue can be resolved very quickly. If the vendor refuses and ghosts his lawyer, um, then uh, there's an application process that takes a few weeks with your title insurance provider. I won't give any names uh, for the title insurance companies. That's something that you can discuss with your, with your lawyer. Um, but they'll do the paperwork in order to pay off the, the water arrears and the tax arrears. So that's the way you resolve it. Good. So uh, one last thing before you go. Uh, you mentioned that sometimes uh, houses will, um, will be in, in such bad arrears, and often it's houses without mortgages that are really, really old houses. They'll be uh, in such bad arrears that uh, the municipality will, uh, will have a power of sale. Uh, for unpaid taxes. Um, and I actually have had some clients buy houses through this power of sale and the purchase price is like low. Like the purchase price is like, here's the unpaid taxes, $68,000. You can buy this house for $68,000. Like it's, it's, it, there's some crazy good deals out there. Do you know how buyers might be able to find uh, houses that are, that are for sale through a tax sale? If you don't, that's okay. Okay. That, you know, that, that is a great question. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I haven't dealt specifically with that situation. I've dealt with power of sale um, situations where the bank itself through their lawyer We'll, we'll value the property and then put it on the market. So I imagine it'll be a similar process. The, the municipality will hire a, a law firm in order to take care of the paperwork. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah. So 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 sometimes when the when the when the mortgage holder sells them through power of sale, yes, they're required to maximize the sale price. But the the municipal power of sales that I've seen uh, don't go to the open market. They simply are like. You know, when you hear about like a car getting impounded and then it's like just 
you know, a, like a police sale, like an impound police sale. This so I get all my cars underground, uh, you know, tax sale, power of sale hosted only by the municipality where, you know, mm-hmm. how, like I said, I, I've got a client and he, he's, he, he does this on a regular basis. He goes and buys these places and they're like dirt cheap. Um, so maybe that's uh, maybe that's an opportunity. If you've stuck around this long and listened all the way until now, uh, mm-hmm. Congratulations. And here's your here's your nugget. Um, reach out to Brendan or I. Nugget? No? I don't have them. <laughs> reach out to Brendan or I and we can we can help put you in touch with how you can find these uh, municipal tax sales and potentially get a smoking good deal, pun intended, on a house. Fire, like fire, smoking fire. No? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know you might because of the laser. No. There's no say there's smoke coming off. There's a problem. <laughs> uh, so good yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Louise, what's the uh, best way for someone to get a hold of you if they want to talk to you more about uh, if they're having issues with it or if they uh, just need some advice on on their municipal taxes? Brendan, they can uh, go to my website, www.vasquezlaw.ca. That's V A S. Q-U-E-Z-L-A-W dot C-A. And my contact information is there. Telephone number, email, and office address. Perfect. We'll, we'll put a link to your website down below so people can click on that. That'll be fantastic. Uh, thank you very much for being on the show today. That was great. Uh, I'm glad we got to have a, a two-sided conversation there. <laughs> we covered a wide variety of topics of things that work and things that don't. And... Uh, <laughs> It was uh, it was nice to touch base with you. Uh, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. Again, if you guys had a good time with this podcast, uh, just tell your friends and like, subscribe, share uh, the YouTube channel for The Real Collective. That would help us out immensely. And uh, you can talk to Sean or I with our Calendly links below. So book an appointment. We'll help you with whatever you need or whatever you need to talk about uh, as far as real estate goes. Eh, even if it's not real estate, whatever. Let's have a good time. So until the next one. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the YouTube channel in the next one. Until then, keep it real. Collective. Nailed it. <laughs>